All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slapped me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a weirdo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. It's the most southern that I feel like you sound. <laughs> did, I, did I bring that twang in? Well, at the end of the thing there, pour some bourbon and let this thing roll. <laughs> Oh, that's right, because you don't normally listen. That actually no, is in yeah, I just, the open. I only hear it there at right before sure. we start doing this as your way of like leading into when we yeah, start talking. Sure. So yeah, when I heard that, I was it like, sounded, yeah. It sounded Southern. Yeah, exceptionally Southern. Brian Chesko. When, <laughs> when, when I am around coworkers oftentimes and or I go back to Georgia and I'm around some of my old friends or my brothers, yes, that twang just tends to come out. Hmm. What, what are we doing? What are we doing? You know what? I don't even know anymore. Uh, but let's let's try to do something. Here. We got a couple weeks well, left. Scott. That wasn't part of the agenda. Is, so no, this is the last week, Scott. Right before this is before the, the end of the season. This is the last show that if you if you try to stay current with this podcast, this is the last show that you are going to hear before the season ends. And I will tell you right now, I am so ready for this season to end. Although. Again, I don't know if it's going to be there, Scott. I'd love to possibly live stream. I just don't know if the te- technical ability will be there from the Academy Center the, of the, the Arts, event. downtown Lynchburg, Virginia. The event. If you are listening to this, you are invited. All we need you to do is reach out to us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Find us on our Patreon site, patreon.com slash America. Any of those ways, reach out for the details. But it is this coming Sunday, May 23rd, uh, game day, match day, 38 of the season. While it's taking place, we'll be watching it there in the historic theater uh, in our hometown. Uh, we would love to have you join us. There'll be a, a crowd of people there. Uh, there'll bar be opens a, at 10, right? Bar will be open at 10. Game start cash, at 11 Eastern. Cash bar. Game starting at 11 o'clock. If you're anywhere in the area and you're interested in coming on Sunday, May 23rd, we'd love to have you join us again. Just reach out and let us know. We will be doing some recording there. Not sure exactly how that will play out in terms of what comes in our podcast For feed sure. or social media channels, but we will be around. So we would love to have you be a part of that uh, as we wrap up what has been probably the most grueling season of FPL I've ever played. Um, I don't know if you gentlemen would agree. For sure. It has felt like an absolute grind. It has been a grind. Uh, but it's coming to an end, and uh, it will be worth it to end it in style downtown Lynchburg, Virginia. So just let us know. Gentlemen, there were only eight matches played in game week 38, but there were enough goals for 10. And so we're going to co- uh, cover. If you had the right guys. <laughs> well, there were a Brian, lot. Brian, there's of... a lot of meaning meaningless fantasy I, goals. I have a, yeah, we have the official meaningless 
pointless FPL goal of the season officially happened this in this wow, match week. That is a yeah. huge move. It is. I, I would believe it if you put together a meaningless like dream team of the game week set of goals. You probably could find it. In all we the could probably look scored. at the dream team, and I haven't looked at them yet, and figure <laughs> that that's probably fairly meaningless. Yeah, there's a there's a fair amount of that for sure. No, there, Yeah, there's one for sure. We'll talk about it. We can talk about it at some point. I'll make sure to force it in there. Here's the plan for this show. We're going to go through Game Week 36, a brief review. Uh, I'm going to do it with another top 10 list. I've got the, I've got the bug. I'm going to give you, you a top 10 list of my favorite moments again, just like last week. Right, fine, we'll whatever. use that to discuss the matches and everything that we want to talk about. Game Week 37 is literally hours away from as we're recording this. This is the most impossible dream team <laughs> ever in the history of fantasy football. Yeah. To dream the impossible dream team. Scott, can I just run down it real quick? Yeah, of course. Because people, there's no way you had more than two of these players. Okay. No way. Even if you were free hitting on the biggest Hail Mary, you're not hitting more than two of these. Ramsdale, goalie. Yeah. Mitchell. Tyreek Mitchell. Already. Now, Tyreek Mitchell is the guy that people might have had. I, I had, had on my him. bench. You started him, Scott. I did. Brian, did you have Tyreek Mitchell? He was in my second bench spot. Okay. And so he was, I, I, I barely, I almost got him. All right. So can I just mention that I ended up doing the triple defender move that I talked about doing on this podcast last week. Yeah. And, and it came at the cost of a negative eight. But we talked about this. They were replacing three players who were not going to play. Right. So all you had to do was beat nine. Get to nine. Tyreek Mitchell got 13 by himself. Wow, look at you. I got 21 total from those three defenders, wow, which so made so the negative plus eight. Plus 11, right? 13. Or plus 12, plus 12. 21 minus Anything eight. past nine, you got 21. Well, I got to, okay, all right. Right? All right. This I mean, is, fast this, math, Brian. I mean, look I'm, at me. No. Yeah, fast this, math, This guy. is why I do the math for this <laughs> podcast. By the way, my, when I do my, my top my, 10 list, Dave, don't try to do the countdown in the 10, <laughs> top 10. I fear okay. you might get it wrong. My, right. my. From what I heard, I think you are close. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Look. Brian's not even listening to us no. as we're recording. Fair enough. Right, look, so Tyreek Mitchell, which, again, a lot of people might have had. Okay, that was kind of a popular choice. Jack Robinson. Mm-hmm. No one had Jack Robinson from Sheffield. No. Brian, what, what's his ownership? I'll tell you no, what I'll his ownership you, is. 0.1%. I can give you, the, I can give you the exact <laughs> number of people point, that own him. What? It's 0.1%. Yeah, it's 0.1. Cancelo. No one, no one at this point in this in this stage. Look, if there's Cancelo owners, which is fourteen percent, those are dead teams. Alioski, Ferran Torres. Now we had talked about him. Yeah, we as did. a we, as a, but I didn't have the guts to go to him. I went with Sterling. In yeah, the midfield. same. I went with Sterling too. I was kicking around the idea of Gundogan before, but either way, the correct answer was Ferran Torres. 2.4% own Ferran Torres. I have yeah, now. He is now. <laughs> yeah, oh. now. That was, that was pre... Okay, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. I had debated making one of those three defender transfers a city defender playing Newcastle. I but decided you didn't know not who to go to, to, right? I decided not to because... Uh, yeah, I wouldn't have gone to Cancelo. I, I wouldn't think have had the ton- money. I think a ton of people went to Stones. Lot- Stones was a... Wildly popular choice. For- Stones or Zinchenko was in the yeah. price range I could afford. But in the end, I was like, you know what? They've had their, we won the title party. For sure. We know the next match isn't going to go for well. Sure. And so I decided to stay away from City Defense. Very glad I did. Yeah. It would have been either another zero or maybe one or two. Except, obviously, Cancelo, he did all right. But it took a goal score didn't have to the get money. him there. Didn't have yeah. the money Anyways, Jack Harrison, which, some again, some people might have had Jack Harrison, and that's my two. And when I say 
People might have had two because I was I was I bounced back between Rafinha and Harrison on my free hit week, and I chose wrong. Mm. Hoybier, no, no one's owning Hoybier. No. Uh, Tella from Southampton. You're not buying a guy. No who one is, is owning only Tella. Coming off the bench, yeah. Point three percent. Yeah. Ezzy, I'm sorry. I love the kid as a player, real life player, but no one's owning him fantasy. Yeah. His ownership was one point seven percent, and then Rodrigo. Come on, people are owning Bamford as a forward, yeah. not Rodrigo. Yeah, this- He's owned 2.2%. My point is this. This is by far the most meaningless fantasy dream team in the history of fantasy dream teams. It was this week. You witnessed it live. It, it, that it is insanity how ridiculous that, that week was. Yeah, and, and I mean, do, do you have a is, – is Everton on your top ten list? For this, for, um, is my it, my top ten list is all encompassing of the matches that have taken place. Dave oh, definitely okay. mentioned some of the names. And we'll save uh, it. And, my list. we'll right. save it for we'll save it for later. But yeah, that it it definitely is, Dave. It re- absolutely was unbelievable. Dream team, <laughs> unbelievable <week. laughs> in the real in the yeah. real Actu- definition of the word. Not yeah. believable. <laughs> 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 now, this isn't the most FPL relevant, but we'll use it to discuss the things we need to discuss. Jumping right in. Now, I'm picking up where we left off with our last recording in our podcast. So the first couple of items here actually have to do with the end of game week 35. Remember, that was the one that was seven days long. Yeah. We recorded our episode last week in the middle of game week 35. Triple game week if you had a United player. For Manchester United, which was very beneficial if you had the likes of Bruno or Mason Greenwood. Yep, for sure. Uh, they ended up almost scoring the same, I think. They did score Over the same. three games. It yep. was, was exactly 19 the same. 19 and 19. For, oh, for, yep. yep. Uh, I, Brian, I, I don't know because the app, remember, that that yeah. triple game week broke the app. Yep, yep, it did. And it broke the computer. So I actually never knew mm-hmm. exactly how much that player scored because the app wouldn't tell me unless yeah. I, like, clicked on their individual game. So Yeah. Yep, absolutely. But my number 10 actually has to do with the Liverpool side of things. So there were still protesters outside of Old Trafford prior to – uh, kickoff for this match. In fact, it was it was absolutely nuts. You guys probably, well, I know you, Dave, probably saw. I was on Slack as yeah, it was you guys happening. Were, Slack was like a constant rip. You guys were tearing it up. I was at work, not able to. I'm like, I pretty much had to just shut my phone off because <laughs> I could not deal with the amount of of well, just shredding alerts I that mean, were happening. Protesters are diverting team buses crazy i mean they're having that to do so, all sorts of things yeah and 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 ended up that both clubs used their their official club buses to uh, as be, decoys. Be decoys yeah in the midst of the protests and so I, I mean it was a it was a literal liverpool bus watch because the players for united drove themselves to old trafford hours before kickoff they were fine they they probably have places where they live in Manchester or in the area, so they could just drive there. Liverpool didn't have that luxury. They had to get there as a club somehow as the away team. But typically the home team does ride together in the bus to the stadium, right? I, I think so. I, I feel the like the stories does... were about how unusual it was that they came separately in yeah, their own cars. That's right. that's right. And it was like seven hours before kickoff that they arrived. Liverpool had to get there. They ended up, again, using their official buses as decoys, and they they took these black unmarked vans with police escorts from the hotel to Old Trafford. And, I mean, it's like NBC, the the station in the United States that airs the Premier League, they're cutting away from the, I think it was Everton Villa match that was before this. Is that someone in Villa? 
And they cut away from that to show the protests and to give just constant bus watch updates. And I'm all in. Like this, it was. Well, Scott, the Liverpool United fixture is the most historic. Well, they're the ri- two most title rival rivalrous. Yeah. Brian, is that a word? No, rivalrous. I like it. Yeah, yeah sure. I, chivalrous. No, I understand what it you're is a rivalrous. You say it. Uh, you know, I just don't, I just completely went all in on Liverpool bus watch. It was fascinating. In the end, the players got there about ten minutes late. They were fine, and it ended up leading to an incredible, unbelievable match. game. Best match? Did Did you watch any of it? I did. I watched. Why I do you watched... hate football? No, you don't. You. I'm. I'm kidding. No, I don't. I. I watched. Uh, I watched enough of it to to. To like what I saw, I saw. I didn't see all of it. I didn't see uh, some of the first half of the first half, so the first quarter of the mat of the game. But I saw most of the rest of it. One of the most, for me, exciting games to watch all year. It was absolutely fascinating. It was. It was a lot of fun, and uh, obviously, personally, I was very happy with the result. But the bus watch thing definitely made my top ten list. Number nine, we talked. We we talked and joked, which. I just combined it to jocks. We jocked we about... Well, sometimes you jock. Yeah, we jocked about uh, Jack Grealish. <laughs> Better than toked. <laughs> sometimes you jock, sometimes you toke. <laughs> we joked about Jack Grealish taking some time, extra time off uh-huh. to be as fresh as possible for, for the Euros. Euros. I'm surprised. He, he had a showing. So he came back for game week. He made a substitute appearance which, in 35. Which just kind of tells me he didn't want to be ice cold coming into Correct. the no, he, he wanted, did this right. He wanted a little bit of playing time. He did this absolutely right. Uh, so he's come back. He's given you a, a pair of ones if you went straight to him in fantasy. Hopefully you didn't. Uh, but he has returned, and he'll probably make an appearance in the last two matches of the season for Aston Villa. There's someone else who came back from injury and seemingly has done the exact same thing Jack Grealish did, and that's Declan Rice. Declan Rice returned in game week 36 to help, to not really help at all, uh, West Ham draw with Brighton 1-1 in their match. But here are two guys who seemingly are going to be in Gareth Southgate's England squad coming back just in time to get a little bit of match action to be fresh. There were some really disappointing results this match week. As I free hit, and I felt like I, I had a really good free hit squad going into it. Not that anyone cares. I can run down my free hit squad really quick. Had Lloris in goal, which worked out. Robertson, Dallas, Trent Alexander, Arnold, Godfrey. Look, is is the and we'll get to it. The the Everton Sheffield result is the most ridiculous thing we've seen all season. City, uh, I had Sterling, Rafinha, Son, Salah, captained Salah, uh, Chris Wood, Calvert Lewin on my bench. Ariola, Richarlison, Westwood, and then buried was Tyreek Mitchell. Yeah, I feel like I had about as good a squad as you could possibly have for a free hit squad, and it just I, I yes, was I over average? Yes, I, but I feel like it, it underperformed. Your yeah. yours was better. You free hit and you were better. Yeah, I just feel better. like I missed in multiple areas, and and it was and it was, it shouldn't have been like that. Yeah, because right? yeah, for we're sure. supposed to know what we're doing. Based right? on what? No, well, no. Based on what the a lot of the matchups, it's an on paper thing. And I don't. I mean, I don't think entirely it was just on paper. I feel like it was the form too. So yeah, I don't. I I. I feel terrible for you, Dave. I wish it had gone way better. Look, the fact that Leeds, <laughs> the, the Leeds match is Stuart, Dallas, and Rafinha out of four goals that they scored. Rafinha yeah. only got one assist. Dallas got nothing out of it. Got Crazy. City had four goals. Sterling got none. No pieces of it, yeah. right? Chris Wood 
with with Burnley, they they lost. They got whipped yeah. by Leeds. Yeah, and Burnley, nothing. And and Burnley Chris, barely did anything. Or, Chris, yeah, Chris Burnley Wood, barely did anything, and Chris Wood barely had a touch. Chris Wood was the hottest player in fantasy coming in yeah. this week. So, it, And then Everton just gets demolished by Sheffield, which is insane. Yep, you're speaking to the meaninglessness of the game week. Anyways, anyways. moving on. Jack Grealish, Declan Rice are back. That's only good things for England. Will Jack Grealish start either of the last two matches? I would guess he probably does. I would guess he would. Yeah. I, think, I would I guess. Think, I think I he'll would get guess back to start. He'll at least start the last match. At Spurs. He might not Chelsea. start midweek. I bet he subs in at 60 again. And I bet he, start, he starts the last starts, match. Starts uh, the last hosting match. Chelsea. Yeah. Difficult opponents not going to Jack Grealish personally. Oh, for sure. Uh, in my lineup. Yeah. All right, number eight. Forget about the Sergio Aguero farewell tour. That is old news. What we should it have never been, happened. We're what wrong. We, what we should have been promoting is that it's the Ferran Torres debutante ball. Wow. Hat trick to begin the game week. First of all, it was hilarious because I thought we, you know, last week we, you know, just kind of saying it as a yeah, it's impossible that it's going to happen. Like the, you know, is is Aguero going to? I don't think he was pun- going to be punished. You know, we talked about the missed Panenka. And, but I just thought, you know, just kind of like the, is he going to be, uh, is it going to be one of those unspecified injuries, not match fit? Ah, uh-huh, yeah, okay. <laughs> of course he's going to be out there. And he wasn't. Not just not, it's just the fact that he's not even in the team. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm i sure that, I mean, he's a, he would have a, like a massive differential to end the season. I think everybody agrees a, a fit and playing Aguero is on his farewell tour is something that you would, would want. Would I, I would try to, I was trying to figure out how to get him in on my free hit for, for a while, for, for, <laughs> for many minutes. And it, and I, it, I ended up with a team that I was like, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be mad about throwing this out there, assuming Aguero plays. And it just is, I, I ended up making other decisions, but that he wasn't even out there at all is, yeah, I, I that is just a, I don't wow. even know. I don't even know what it is. I, like it's, it, he must, he must not at all be fit. Is it fitness favored? I, yeah, it's good just, graces. Yeah, yeah. It's like he, it's yeah. He broke something in Pep's confidence in him uh, by missing the penalty the way that he did. Again, that's one of those things that it only, it only works if it works. If it doesn't, it's it's terrible. It's like in basketball, there's a lot of bad shots that get taken that are only okay if you make them, right? And Aguero missed this one. Speaking of penalties, though, but, that leads me to number well, seven. No, but, wickedly but, disappointing in this match is Jesus. He, How long? Look, go back and look at the minutes. That dude's gotten a crap ton of minutes over the last however many weeks and hasn't really uh, – he didn't start. He only played half the match against Villa – in week match week thirty two, he did not play at all against Southampton in match week twenty seven. But he's been getting minutes every single week, and and just a guy who just rarely ever produces and who has had the chance to produce. Man, yeah, the fact that he couldn't nail down as a the official for sure number nine here in this in while, this while Aguero's been out. Um, to your fair and Torres point, for a guy who he has played three. Or four matches in a row, four times this season. He's gotten returns in half of the matches he's appeared in. Hmm. For a guy who has played that sporadically, 
to, to get, get that those to have types seven of goals and four assists sure. or whatever he's got. Yeah, is I, I feel like that is a an achievement for somebody to be that good and that I guess in in that way reliable. He is to this season what Phil Foden was to last season. How lucky? That's interesting. That's how, a good comparison. How lucky do you feel with him? You know, on this closeout, capability is not the issue here. That's it's obvious, and and obviously enough people bought him that his price went up to seven point oh. It might go up to seven point one tonight, for all I know. He's at perfect price, and you, there, I'm sure there are plenty of players that you could sacrifice around that range to get him. I mean, Diogo Jota. Yeah, hurt. Tons of people had had gone to Jota. Yeah, and that is a that is an even up. Yeah, he's out for the rest of the season, so right. why not go to Ferran Torres from Diego Jota? Now I didn't, and maybe I'll regret that. I went down uh, to Rafinha. I went. I, I. I. It was a toss up between which Leeds five five midfielder I wanted to go to. I knew everyone was going to go to Jack Harrison. I thought, well, Harrison had his last week. That's what I thought. Maybe, maybe it'll be Rafinha this time. In my face. We'll see if it's right. Uh, number seven, sticking with this match, uh, there was this fascinating moment. Now, we are FPL America, the podcast. Correct. So I'm going to put on my American hat for a second. I was very disappointed, even though the story is great and whatever, about Scott Carson getting to start in goal for Manchester City. I was disappointed, though, that Zach Steffen was bypassed. Zach Steffen sure. is the number two City goalkeeper. He's the number one U.S. goalkeeper right. at the international level. And uh, he was bypassed for the Scott Carson story here. And wouldn't you know it, City gave up two penalties in this match. First one goes in. I can't remember. Was it? Joe Linton. Joe Linton. That's right. Yep. He took it. Second one. He hammered it, too. You don't want to get in Joe Linton's way, bro. No, absolutely not. No. Yeah. Uh, not from that range with no. that leg. It was sure. so good that he shared the second one, decided, no, 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 I'm going to end on, on a good note here with my penalties. And Joe Willock got the second yeah. one. Yeah. And Scott Carson saved it. But I yeah. thought that Joe Willock, which – He's had some fantasy relevance over the last month. Scott, this um, is so bizarre. He he set a record. I think he is the youngest player to score in four consecutive games. Interesting. I, I'm serious. It Joe might Will- not be that exact stat, but it's really close. I'm serious. It's it's a or he was second youngest. But regardless, yeah, it's so bizarre. First of all, do I get anything for having Scott Carson as my goalkeeper this week? Yeah, I don't know how you had the how you had the intel. I remember talking to you on like Saturday, Sunday, and think. And when uh, you told me you had Carson, yes. yeah, he started Carson this week. No, I started Fraser Forster. Oh, okay. and I had Scott Carson on as, your, on my bench. Wait, wasn't this the week McCarthy? This played? is a free yes. hit. So, so Scott Carson came in. So McCarthy <laughs> was in. I did not get is Fraser Forster's that two is how that he would have inevitably got. That is and how. I got Scott Carson off the bench. Unbelievable. That is exactly how you passed me. The only league that I'm in where I I had a red arrow was you barely passed me. And that's how you did it with Scott Carson coming Scott in? Scott Carson came in. I got that seven. He got a bonus point. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, there was all the, there was, it was all the, it was a lot of Twitter chatter ahead of time. I thought there would be a leaked lineup. Because there, you know, so there are obviously there are people that they were on the that. Friday match. Newcastle City were the Friday match. Yeah, and so um, there was the it's the Manchester City guy that covers the co- guy that covers them for the Athletic. Okay, was asked the you know who of the attacking players would you target, and he said Gundogan, uh, Gundogan, Torres, and um, 
Jesus, I think. I, th- I think he said, because somebody, the question, of course, was like, Mares, what about Mares? And they're, he's like, Mares is sitting. And, they, and he, said, he said, I know for sure those other guys are going to play. I don't know for sure about Mares. Right. So, that, so right away, I mean, I was th- like, once Aguero was not in that list, Aguero went Crazy. out of my team. And then I kept, you know, Sterling, I think, was the uh, presumably. Which he was there, captain. Which he was captain. He was in there. Like, that was fine. But no, then the, the news that Scott, that Scott Carson was going. He's your goalkeeper, Brian. That Scott Carson was going to get the start. And I was like, you know what? He's 3.8 or 3.9. If I can put him on my bench, that saves me some money. I can, I had, gave me some flexibility to do some other stuff. So that's what a free hit is great for. Wow. If you can do that, solid sure. move, Brian. Um, well done. Are you? Are we? Can I just say something about Joe Willick, who is sure. going to be yeah. in FPL America, the article uh, overnight? He's going to make the article. He missed the penalty, but he made the follow up, so at least he got you five fantasy. Points. He has goals in five straight appearances now. I know. So that's what I'm saying. He, right. He's so five. He's, he's in a weird record-setting spot. It's yeah. it's bizarre. On a per ninety minute basis, because because he has not played a couple of those matches inexplicably, I say, yeah, he is the number one midfielder in points since game week thirty. So he, bad. So he he's in the top five for shots on target, shots in the box. He has the highest xG of all midfielders on a per game. Well, on a per ninety minute basis. In, in week since thirty, week thirty. In week thirty, he had eleven minutes. Week thirty two, ten minutes. Week thirty three, twenty six. That's minutes. what I'm saying. Like, and for then a- he plays seventy six and ninety against Leicester and City, and he scores in both. In in a low um in a low number of minutes, he's averaging almost four shots per ninety minutes. So if he's in a going, low in a low minute, right in low minutes. So if he, uh, I'm Jeez. assuming he's going to start. Like, why wouldn't he start the last two matches? There's no reason he's why four he's seven. Right, he's not. He's not not going to start. He's not not going to start. Right against Sheffield and Fulham. Joe Newcastle have as good of a final two matches as anyone, and I could. I, I Alan St. Maximan is going to be in there too. But St. Maximan has scored both in the last two matches wow. against against. I they play Sheffield next. So, so St. Maximan scored in the last two against them. But Joe Willock is. That's what I'm saying. I, I I get it. It's per ninety minutes. It's not it's not exactly the same as saying like oh he's in the last six games or whatever. But he's been amazing. Not just not just passing the eye test. He's getting all of the results that you want, and now has two straight. Uh, starts and majority minutes in the last two. Matches. Easy move for me right now. I'm not for sure about Martinelli. I had Martinelli as my lowest midfielder going in pre my free hit and pre the bench boost before that. And uh, Joe Willock in Martinelli out. That's a way easy move for me. And I actually just made two tenths on that move. Oh, so you did it in this moment? I, I literally here. just did it right now. Okay. So I looked at a Newcastle midfielder for my Diogo Jota out move for game week 37. I mean, I, I've been wanting to get Jesse Lingard out for a couple of game weeks, but I had to make those moves to field the full squad this past game week in defense. And I knew Jesse Lingard was going to be one of the few players that my team was going to play, so it wasn't the week to take him out. I was planning to take him out this game week, but the news that Jota's out for the season means that I needed to get him out and replace him with someone. So Lingard's still in there. I looked at... 
a, a Newcastle midfielder, either St. Maximan or Willick for Jota. Yeah. I got scared that this was going to be the end of Newcastle's season, meaning that they're not playing for anything anymore. They had this great match against league champions Manchester City. I just fear that despite the good matchups, they are now headed to the beach and they're going to forget they've got two more matches on the season. Something told me that that's going to happen. And so I, I stayed away from Newcastle and went to a club that, honestly, it was it was safer to say that Leeds might, you know, do nothing in one or both of their remaining matches. But they're also Leeds and they're going to maybe do something. I yeah. can't say the same thing for Newcastle. No, I get that. And it's entirely possible. But hopefully, Dave... Your Willock move pays off more than my Rafinha move. We'll 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 see. Time. You should have let him poo-poo the move before you well, made it. I know what, he was in a good flow. I didn't want to interrupt him. You know. <laughs> no, I we interrupt um, each other enough on this. Podcast. No, for sure. I feel I love the Willock move, and why not, Brian? Yeah, why, that, why that's not? Exactly He's it. my fifth midfielder. You know what? I, I love what you say. Sometimes you're like, let's do a fun move. Like you're near the end of the season. Do a fun move. Anyone can do the boring moves. Do a fun move. Bring in Joe Willick. Honestly, though, I feel like there, there's even less risk in bringing him in. Look at the results. Look at the numbers. Is it really a, a risky move? No, it's actually an easy move that I'm making, so I don't even take credit for making an easy move. I suck. <laughs> Number six. We've discussed Leeds' uh, demolition of Burnley. Uh, one of the three Leeds players to make the Dream Team was Alioski. And I'm only yeah. going to refer to him oh, by man. his last name, Alioski, because somehow, Dave, we allowed a player to go all season without a How to Say with Brian J segment who has the letters Z, G, J in order in his That's, first yeah. name. Is this real? Yeah, of Is course. Is that real? We've talked about him. I've talked about him. I, You've I, never I, said his first name. <laughs> I think we've just said it as Ezra. <laughs> 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 no, we. I remember Brian educated me on Alioski and Dallas in our preseason pod about Leeds United. So I know that Alioski's been mentioned, but he hasn't been super. He's relevant. got a Z, G, and a J all next to each other. Is that That's right, Scott? What I said, yeah. But either way, it doesn't matter. He made the dream team, but unfortunately, there's also an FA uh, complaint or report. Uh, about him because of a very unseemly incident with Dwight McNeil in this match. Seems as though Alioski might have spit at McNeil. Oh, that boy. doesn't surprise me. He uh, is a, uh, some would say, a spark plug. It's his, it's, he has a villain's face and a villain's haircut. Yeah. So I am not surprised at all that he would he, do something He seems villainous. to be, if you had to pick a Leeds tough guy, he, he would lead that line, right? He would be the Danny Ings of for the uh, yeah or click or click yeah uh, the guy I don't want to mess with is Calvin Phillips but he doesn't have Calvin Phillips Calvin Phillips MVP he, he, he doesn't is, flex with that bravado oh my goodness. He's right a teddy bear right, uh, right no back. I don't want to cross him but he's not the one that's going to lead with his chin Alioski like Alioski's the mouth and Calvin Phillips is the guy standing behind Alioski and then the with guy his does, arms crossed in front of him the guy waiting. doesn't mess with Alioski <laughs> because Calvin Phillips is behind him right? I got you I got you. Uh, assuming Alioski is able to uh, beat whatever the uh, whatever, whatever the charges the are or whatever is. yeah if he's able to come back in Alioski's been uh, He's been in the article a couple of times this season. He was in there a couple weeks ago because his his attacking numbers are not all that different than than Dallas's. Since since week 31, 4 1 
five, one, five, ten. They've had one clean sheet in that time. Right. That's the clean, not true. There's been two. There's been two. Right. The, and the thing that Dallas has done differently is that he's scored goals. Right. But I'm saying well, he's like, playing midfield. Right. Alioski's actually playing somewhat defense. But yeah, but Alioski playing... is creating as he's creating as many chances. He's he's shooting a similar amount in similar spaces as Stuart Dallas is, and he's four point three. Alioski is an amazing option. Bargain, as, yeah, for sure. a complete bargain and a great option, it'll, especially it'll... especially for these last two matches is at there... Southampton, home to West Brom. Right. I mean, I don't I don't see a downside with any any combination of it's these. A really guys. good point. Um, Click and Cock. Both given permission for early leave. What did you, you just that? say? Both of those guys have been. Yeah, click I and, did see that. Click and cock. Expected click and cock. Both Is that the name both? of a movie? Not one that we're watching. No, yes, for sure. Okay. Okay. Just seems, both, seems like an interesting both of, combination. Both will not be playing again this season for Leeds United. Really? Yes. Click is gone. Yes, given permission for early leave, I believe, because. Robbing of the cock pos- is gone. Click will play for Poland, right? Yeah, both for international. Yes, for international team considerations. Good for, uh, good for. uh, And it's two guys. I don't really think it does. It doesn't impact them. It's just yeah, exactly. Good for the manager to say and for the team to say, hey, go ahead on your way here. Bielsa is a stud. He's a good dude. He's a good. And honestly, you're right. It doesn't hurt the club. It only helps the players. That will. I love it. As leads my second team. I love it. Um. Bamford off at 57 minutes did not make anybody happy, I'm sure. No. He's not in my squad anymore. So Right. Yeah. That's the thing. I, I, I'm i not sure what to say about having him except that he's Patrick Bamford and they have good matchups. Look, Rodrigo yeah. in the last two weeks, 7 and a 12. And that's against Spurs and Burnley. So. Yeah. Which is sad for Patrick Bamford. Interesting. Who wants to impress at Gareth Southgate here as much as possible. Rodrigo's yeah. rocking it at 5-7. Just throwing it out there. Not going to him. Personally, not going there. All right, we're in the top half of my top ten list. Number five is the manager quote of the week. It's one sentence, Dave, just one single sentence. That's it? comes from Rolf, not Rolf, Rolf, Hassenhertel. I'm like, Benitez? Yeah, no. Uh, Rafe Hassenhertel. Fines. Rafe Fines. Rafe? Hassenhertel is the Rafe Fines of Premier League managers, I'm told. Rafe Ralph Fines. Yes, Ralph. <laughs> okay. Ralph Fines. Sure. The unknown third finds uh-huh. brother, <laughs> like like like, uh, I was gonna say like Chico, like the Baldwin, like Chico Marx. But <laughs> why would we reference the Marx brothers on this podcast? <laughs> it is not 1945 for sure. It's not. That's right. We are here for the manager quote of the week. It's One Zeppo. Sentence. It's Zeppo because it's it's. It's Gra- everyone knows Groucho Harpo and For Chico, sure. but Zeppo is the one I think that everybody no, he's no kind of the he's kind of the straight brother, the, the a, normal the normal man, straight as the every man every playing man. the straight guy. Yeah, he's like a not he's more of like a regular guy. Related. Yeah, he has no he's no not really very gimmicky. Anyway, okay, continue manager Rafe of the week. Yep, Scott, Rafe. go manager for it. Rafe. Uh, it comes from the it comes after the Southampton three Fulham one result here. Hassan Hurdle about Nathan Tella, the aforementioned Dream Team yeah. member Nathan Tella. This is what Hassan Hurdle had to say. Okay. Quote, he's the biggest talent we have at the moment. Wow. End quote. Mm. You know how long Southampton talents stay at Southampton? 
Can't wait till he plays for Liverpool. <laughs> Not long. I don't know what it was about replacing a, a, a popular choices this week at 57 minutes, but Danny Ings was replaced at 57 minutes by uh, Tella. Yeah, and, but can and, we just talk about how awesome it was to see Tella celebrate his goal, first goal in the Premier League, the way that he did. I mean, that was like Juf. <laughs> Juf. Juf. What the frick is Juf, Brian? Juf is on fire. Uh, the Juf. Yeah. I don't the understand. I keep, I keep combining. That's an old pod reference right that there. That is a very old pod wow. reference. I keep combining two words into one. I was trying to say joyful exuberance. Okay. Um, that was joyful exuberance yeah. from Nathan Tell after For he scored sure. his goal. And that's always fun to watch. Is there any, I mean... Leeds and West Ham for the last two for Southampton, a rejuvenated Southampton here. Does that does that matter to you? Che Adams is making things interesting. Che Adams saved was one of my other. That was a great another. You brought him in. Yeah, I I went with That's Che. That's an amazing move. I went with Che Adams over Danny Ings. I really the reason why is wow. that uh, per again per the article there was no one in the the last couple weeks that has had as many shots on target as Che Adams. Che Adams last two weeks 11 and 9 points respectively. Che uh Che it was I mean a bit lucky cuz his goal was his only shot. You never I never like that. You don't like that kind of he, stuff you know ever. What? You, you know like what, when Brian, it, you like when it works. He scored and he still got three bonus right. points. Right. You like when it happens. Uh but either way, it just makes me wonder if um they're they they are actively saying they want to protect Danny Ings. He's still this is he's in injury recovery and he's and he's uh he's not a a a young, young buck anymore. So Chase playing and their home leads at West Ham to finish the season. Yeah. Is that is he a viable option for you? Yeah, I think Che is definitely a viable really? option. Really? I like Che Adams a lot, and his price is great. England fans already looking ahead to the summer a little bit are getting a little nervous because Che Adams will likely lead the line for Scotland, who will be in the same group as England in the Euros. Interesting. Very interesting to see if Che Adams can score I would a goal. not put Che... Adams as a as a Scott, but I love it. I love that move. That's fantastic, Dave. You didn't want to just take a minute to gloat about James Ward Prowse getting another return. Look, I wanted to match. just let that just sit out there and just be what it was because I I know it's just an assist. I hate however saying, however I hate yet, saying yet I another told you so. return I, for him. Uh, look, I think he got a bonus point too. I don't want to just flex the fact that James Ward-Prowse has scored more fantasy points than Gundogan this year. James Ward-Prowse has scored more fantasy points than any city midfielder, period, Scott. He is only behind the the flailing Mane Rashford's son, Solon Fernandez. It's unbelievable. And, Scott, I don't care how much you poo-poo it. And or if you say they come in every four weeks or whatever, you can probably look at a lot of those guys ahead of them, and their points probably come every four weeks just the same. James Ward-Prowse on Southampton, an almost relegated Southampton, somehow has scored 152 up to this moment with two games left. Fantasy points in this current season. That is ridiculous on a team ranked as low as they are. And you know it is. That's perfectly fine. I'm going to win my James Ward-Prowse bet in our postseason pod. It's going to happen. But you're right. His overall points are what they are. No one can deny that. It's excellent. 152 as we're sitting here. But again, you're only getting those points if you bring in JWP at the start of the season and you keep him all season long because he does get them 
in double-digit game weeks once a month. That is how JWP works. So if you want to lock in one of your five midfielder spots as JWP for the entire season at six pounds where he started this season, probably will be there again next he, season. He's 5'9". Actually, no, he's going to be higher next he's season. He's 5'9 currently. He might not be, actually. He might be seven. No. You're no. not getting 152 total points. I mean, he's already one of the, you know, at, at the high end. Nathan Redmond's the highest priced uh, South Scott, Edmund just Dillard. say it. It's going to pain you to say it. He's better than I thought. No, he's exactly what I thought he was. No, he's better than I thought. He is exactly he's what sixth? I thought he was. You thought he was sixth place in fantasy Premier League points? Show me someone who's actively playing Stop. fantasy. You answer the question. Did no. you or did you not think he was worth Dave, sixth we, overall rank at the many, end of the season? At the end many, of the season, we are we are. I am agreeing with you, but I'm adding a more relevant point to what you're saying. There are his overall points, and then there's how many of those you're actually getting. Nobody got 152 points from James Ward-Prowse this season. Nobody. Do you want to know why? Because if you started the season with him, you had five game weeks of nothing, and you sold him. Because after five game weeks, that's what you do. You play your first half wild card, and you send him out. Then he gets two double-digit matches in a row, right? And then what does he do? Three and two. Then a double-digit match. And then between game week 12 and 17, nothing. This is what JWP does. No, it was a little something here and there. When you go to him, when you go to him, he stops performing. When you sell him, he has a great game week. That is James Ward-Prowse. I'm not interested in that with one of my very precious spots in my FPL lineup. Give me one other player not named Son Solon Fernandez that can hold up to the standard that you just put out there for James Ward-Prowse. They don't exist, period. I'm just I'm just making the point the that the standard no one... that you just set out there for James Ward Prowse, the the only three guys that would live up to that in the midfield is Bruno Fernandez, Muhammad Salah, and Hun Ming Sun. That is it, period. Dave. And those three are far and away above every other fantasy midfielder sure. in the Let league. Let me use an example period. from your very squad. How many weeks did you have Gabriel Martinelli in your squad in your midfield? Two, maybe. Exactly. That's what people do with the spots at the end of their mid, their discount. But he's spots. not ranked sixth overall, Scott. I totally get it. But my point is, when he doesn't perform for a handful of game weeks, which he does all the time, James Ward-Prowse, you send him out. You bring in someone else. My point is, everyone else underneath those top three have done the same. You know what? I but dare you. But you wouldn't hold them to that standard. I dare you. Uh, listen, I'm not holding anyone to a standard. I'm just telling you what we know to be true because this has been multiple years now of James Ward-Prowse. Multiple years. This is his best year ever. He's done it the same way every year. He's never the finished six. points might be he's a little bit higher. He's never finished in the top ten. But he's doing it the same way he's always done it. I dare you. If James Ward-Prowse stays on Southampton next year, I dare you to bring him in and to done. never Already him Done. Already done. Done and dusted. All right. He is going to stay in your midfield all season long, barring injury. Period. Whatever team he's on. All right. Done. <laughs> Brian, you heard it. Yep. You know what my favorite thing about James Ward-Prowse is? What? That we, talk, we talked about him the exact same way two weeks in a row. <laughs> Well, at least you won't have to worry about hearing us repeat ourselves. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Number four on the top. By the way, that all started with Nathan Tella. Oh, it. yeah. Manager yeah I, hey, Nathan Tella, come on over to Arsenal. That's, that'd be a great move. Good Man, for you. That is, uh, that's an interesting guy. Right right that is an interesting dude right there. Tella. Hey, he's got a good future. That is a, the, the Liverpool thing is to go grab that kid for sure. Number four. 
Another first-time goal scorer, the aforementioned Tyrick Mitchell. I loved how he said that after he scored the goal, he he kind of just blanked out. Not sure That's what happened so in the moment. He's such after. a great kid, man. What a, what a, Did you what a see stud. how he scored this goal? Tyreek yeah. Mitchell's a stud, man. This was, this was not he, a he, classy goal. He arm-chested it. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. Who cares? Ball in net, right? 13, 13 fantasy points for Tyreek Mitchell. Good for him. Just signed a deal with or an extension with Palace. He's part of that young core at Palace where a new manager, assuming yeah. they get, send Roy Hodgson out, or Roy finally retires, I don't know. Uh, there's, a, there's a core there that they can build around. For Tyreek sure. Mitchell's a part of it. Eberechi Eze. Love that, that kid. That guy, man. I don't know what his price is going to be next season. Guy, guys I would love on my team, in real life team, and maybe fantasy. Man, I'm going to pump the brakes on fantasy team. Real yeah, life you've team. You've already locked into JWP. Fall, love that guy. And Eze, love that guy. Five I point, would take him in Ars- either one of those guys in Arsenal any day I could do it. He's 5.8 right now. Maybe he's 6. Six, six and a half. To start the season, you think? To start the season. I feel like I feel like if they're able to maintain depending on the same, depending on the manager, i think he's and if Zah if I don't mean is Zaha gonna leave? Will he ever leave? I think he's just gonna slowly grind to dust and just absorb into the pitch. It's <laughs> a good call. Um now if he were to leave, it's as a team. It's not just he yes. is. It's not just. It's about Zaha, you know, finding a replacement for him. What he has done last five game weeks, he is your number one scoring midfielder. Thirty-five points in the last five game weeks wow. for Eze. That I mean, what he, what he has done as statistically is is outstanding. He's gotten the returns, two assists in this game. I I mean, look, Palace is playing your. Your guys at home this t- tomorrow two or th- Wednesday what day Wednesday, they do? Wednesday on Wednesday it's Monday Monday night Wednesdays the last three Arsenal uh, Crystal Palace matches have ended in a draw so it's been nil nil one one two two that have, was the last many goals in this no there haven't been isn't there though in this it, one it feels it this one right like what's Arsenal doing here Arsenal's is. Arsenal got somehow stole a game from Chelsea and has a chance at top seven. Arsenal is trying to do everything they can to win this match. Christian Benteke is going to score a goal against them. I know. He yeah, is I mean, definitely Scott, going to score a goal against Palace? them. Are we on Palace officially? Are you are you coming back around to, to Benteke? Well, is now the time to talk about Benteke? Number four was Tyrek Mitchell. Number three is Christian Benteke. Scores right. a goal. And the first thing Brother Matt says in our Slack workspace is, you boys – Need to talk about the Christian Menteke Wasteful Player of the Week Award, maybe renaming that thing. Well, I now, think we haven't we... given this award out for several shows, so if you're new to our podcast, we have a Wasteful Player of the Week Award. Originally, it was named after Cameron Jerome, who broke records with his wastefulness in front of goal. And that, as bad as he was. It got worse when Christian Menteke... A couple years ago. Yep, absolutely. We renamed the award, but guys... Do we have to settle a controversy? Well, we need here? to look at some things. There's been some pretty wasteful guys this year, uh, some sort of prolific. So we're going to have to look at the stats. I don't know if it's going to yeah, rival no, we, Brian. Uh, there, there was already we we determined this a while ago. There, there will not be a change of the name. Not this year. Not this year for wasteful player of the year because what he did 
what he did in wastefulness last year uh, to me is unprecedented. <laughs> or two right. years ago, or whatever right. it That's was. Right. There was no there. Um, he seems to have turned it around of late with since week thirty one eight two two eight seven seven. He said four goals in the last six match weeks. Uh, yeah. So for the season, this season, your wasteful player of the season, Patrick Bamford. Most you know, big chances. Most big chances missed. Most big chances missed. Patrick Bamford number one. Jamie Vardy number two. There is no one. Timo Werner would be the first. He would be the. I, the he okay. would be the guy that. For, That's if we were where naming I it for the season. If we were naming it for the season, it would be the Timo Werner wasteful player of the year award. So I wasteful player of do the. Do we of have the week official award. stats on that? Like has Timo really missed that many big chances? He's third. I, he's he's third. missed eighteen he's big chances. Patrick Bamford behind and Vardy. Bamford behind Vardy and tied with Chris Wood. All right, controversy wow. settled. Wow. So wow, so wow. to me to me and then it's also his first season and also he's not his percentage is not nearly as bad as what Ben Teke's was where he okay. had like two goals. And had like twenty big chances or something like that. Wow. His goal conversion rate on big chances was like a one percent. It's in, uh, like an impossibly low goal conversion. So even rate. though, okay, so, so that was what got him the award in the first place. Coming at brother Matt, sort of, regardless of his recent form, it has to be more bad has to overtake the bad that he produced two years ago. Yeah, and and you would just say too like. It's it, Benteke had a moment before this. It's that for whatever reason in the last like year and a half, he's just been so bad. Whatever, like that's why everyone keeps describing this as like as like a a a, a, a resurrection a from the dead. A a renaissance. Renaissance. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why. I mean, he. I said like I, a fantasy zombie. Yeah, absolutely no. a fantasy zombie. If we were to put this into yeah. Into... This isn't celebrating a, a, a good player's good goals. This is shock and awe at the fact that he figured it out again. Yeah, and man, is he like, he is bossing the space. Brian, I, I feel like you have to just not let Benteke score in the first five minutes of the match, and then you're okay. Like, I don't know. It, here recently, it's like, if Benteke's going to score, it's going to be in the first five minutes of the match. That's what it seems like, at least the last two match weeks for sure. It's been it's been very good. Christian, look, Crystal Palace has got players. You got to show up against them. It's a London derby coming up Wednesday. Come on, you Gunners, let's get this done. <laughs> Thank you for saying that in a normal tone. <laughs> Number two is uh, rounding out the hat trick of first time goal scorers in the league. I know. He plays for Sheffield, but I loved seeing Daniel Jebison, 17 years old. Crazy. First half of the season was spent on loan at a fifth-tier club. That's impossible. Comes back to the parent club, scores his first goal here in the Premier League. That is so impossible. The game winner against Everton. In a segment we like to call <laughs> the official FPL pointless goal of the season here, here. Not of the week, of the season. Jeb, total selection, 172 managers owned him for this match. You know what's all, interesting about that number, relative. though? You know, what's something about, you know what's interesting about that number is all 172 are active. Because he wasn't even in fantasy until, until last yeah, week. Until two That's weeks true. ago. Yeah. It uh, had to be free hit squads that they're like, 
He's four five, throwing him out there. Assisted, Maybe. assisted by Jack Robinson. Total selection six thousand six hundred and twelve managers. Oh, wow. That is Christian Benteke levels of meaningless. Zero point one percent plus Daniel the ob- plus plus the obvious kills the Everton clean sheet in the seventh minute. Yeah, and then Everton can't score the rest of the match. Absolutely hilarious. DCL had his chances. Yes, Richarlison. They both. They both blew it. They both had a big chance to. They had a chance. To they had wow. the same, They had a big chance together at one point, and both of them blew it. Who's more disappointing, Spurs or, or Everton? It's a tie. They are both. They are hysterical. Uh, I it's have a, an, I have a different answer. You think it's, it's Spurs. Spurs? It's Spurs. Yeah, I, Expectations I were a little that. bit higher. Ancelotti is raising the bar at what is expected at Everton. He's attempting to change club culture, but at the end of the day. It is really hard to change a club's culture, and it takes some time. Ancelotti is going to need some more time, and he's going to need another transfer window like he had last summer. Which was – he had a good one. Spurs are on the way down, and they are like, – So, they, unless, so you're saying Spurs – Everton, even though this is a, a shock result by them, yeah, they're still kind of on the up. Uh, Spurs kind of on the way down? Well, I think Everton are – I think both clubs are ending up where you would expect, but I think heading into the summer – Everton are still there's still hope there's still ascendancy there for Everton while Spurs especially if the news that's coming out today some pundits not pundits some outlets are saying Kane is requested to leave some are saying he hasn't if if you're looking at a Harry Kane-less Spurs I mean there's there's no question Spurs are going to be mid-table at best for the next three years it's going to be tough to replace him yeah, sure. there's, it's impossible to replace Eric him because Eric Holland is not walking through those doors <laughs> not 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 in no, not Spurs no. if it's Kane forcing the hand of the ownership to do something and it's not to his satisfaction then yeah I would imagine he pushes it he really pushes it to actually leave it feels yeah. like a Robert, Robbie Van Piercy to United move is what Harry Kane for me is probably going to speaking do. as an Arsenal fan. You you remember that, um, that moment? Very it much. hurts a little bit. for what it's worth, but I didn't blame him at the time. Yeah, it hurt bad, and I didn't love it. Well, here's the problem: Daniel Levy has invested a lot of money in a new stadium. We've all gone through a pandemic, which has hurt the bottom line for a lot of clubs. You're going to sell potentially a Harry Kane, and you're never going to get what he's worth ever. For sure, you're going to sell him to a rival, which hurts twice as much emotionally. And and it really comes down to what you're going to do with that money that you get for Harry Kane. I'm telling I I said this before we started recording. If Spurs don't use that money wisely, they don't have a If if we learned anything from this last season in real life football, it's that you need two full squads to be able to compete in all competitions, to be a top club in the league and to uh, prevent yourself from being hurt too much by injuries. Like you need two full squads. The teams that are at the top right now have two full squads. The teams that aren't, that, that don't, are not, right? Liverpool's struggling to get to fourth because they don't have two full squads. Chelsea does. They almost won a trophy this past weekend. They ended up not, you know, Le- Leicester, credit to them, win the Crazy FA Cup final. offside call. We haven't even talked about that. We're not an FA Cup podcast. But it was... Uh, it was the correct call. It just sucked. Yeah. And then, uh, but, but you know, Chelsea and City have, have had a great end of the season, but, you know, City have the two best squads in the one club of all time. We talked about that last week. Two full squads is what you need. Spurs don't have one right now. And if you take Harry Kane out of that, they have zero forwards. Zero forwards, and you need two full yeah. squads. Vinicius! He's not going to do it. 
If I were Daniel Levy, I would sell Harry Kane and invest in a really high-end restaurant up there on the Skywalk. Mm. Like that, I mean, think of just mm. the attraction of that, I feel like. And then enjoy watching Spurs in the championship in a year. A destination or restaurant two. up there that high would be so cool. Um, for what it's worth, uh, Jebison, three big chances in these two matches that wow. he's played. Only Joda and Che Adams have had more in the last two weeks. And Jay uh, Adams. If you want to really have fun in your last two <laughs> you matches, really have fun. bring in Jebison. You Jebison, put the put the. Uh, there's no pun there. I'm not even gonna try. You Jebison the get, boat. No, this is okay. why. This is why I bailed on it. <laughs> I get, see what you did there. Get, 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 just no, run. No, I did run. not. I was not doing that. It was the pun within the rejected pun. Absolutely not. It was. It happened. Daniel Jebison <laughs> is what? 2.2? Is that how much he is? Nobody. 2.2 in price. Nobody's getting Scott, him. Scott, <laughs> what are Arsenal's chances at 55 points? Everton, 56. West Ham, 59. Tottenham, 59. What are the chances that Arsenal, with their last two matches, can sneak up in there and steal a Europa spot from one of those players. One of those. One I mean, of those your goal differential is ten behind Spurs. Uh, you're four points. But behind. we're ahead of Everton and ahead of uh, yeah. West Ham. You do know that if you get to seventh, you're playing in that new third level Europa tournament, right? But you're in Europa Conference League. You're in is I think literally what it's called. No, but you, but you have the ability to get up to Europa. Not in that competition. You're in the so. third Europa competition. That sounds like they put all of the players into like a, a call center, and you have to get like the highest. <laughs> is that true? Is that really true? Yeah, I thought if you got a seven, there's a brand. No, not anymore. Not anymore. So there's a new European competition next year called I think it's called the Europa Conference League or something like that. And fifth and sixth spots in the Premier League are Europa League spots. Seventh is a Europa Conference League spot. Oh, no. I don't want that. It's a third-tier tournament. And by the way— I don't want that. So so the good thing about this competition— So i got to get to sixth? That's all right, though, because, okay, it's still possible. Unlikely. Europa—this is a good thing for Europa. After seeing last week's uh, results, Scott, it's not that unlikely. But here's the thing. The good news for the Europa League is that that's a smaller tournament now. So it's not going to be the, the 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 grind that it has been because some of the clubs that are in the Europa League, it's a smaller tournament now. So some of those are going to go to the Europa Conference League. Uh, but the bad news is seventh place puts you in that third European competition. I want sixth or ninth. You that's, can't, that's Yeah, sixth I... or eighth, you do not want seventh. Right now, West Ham are sitting in seventh on goal difference. Number one. I saved the best for last, which is what number one should always be. Yeah. It is very rare that I watch football live. I watch a lot of extended highlights for matches that I don't care to watch a full 90 minutes of to be prepared as a responsible podcast host of an FBL, respectable FBL podcast. At least I think that's what we're trying to be. I'm trying. Even Liverpool matches, as a personally as a Liverpool fan, I don't watch a lot of them live. I'll record them. I'll watch them later. It's just how life goes, right? The weekends are busy sometimes, and it's not always possible to set aside the, the two hours necessary in the window that a Liverpool match is live. So I watch a lot of football on record. Happened to watch West Brom Liverpool pretty close to live this past Sunday. Yeah. It's one of the rare moments where my son, seven-year-old son, and I were home. Okay. Together. Yeah. 
He spent most of that match in the chair with me, my chair, sitting right next you to me. You guys are sharing a moment. We're talking about Mo Salah. He knows all about Mo Salah. We're talking about you know, Allison, the goalkeeper. We're talking about all the players. As much as his brain can take in sure. one match, I'm filling it, sure. filling his brain with it. And we get to the end of the match. And when it hit the 91st minute, I said, buddy, I'm sorry. I got to stand up. This is too tense. 1-1, Liverpool have to score for any hope at fourth place. Legitimate hope. And and for whatever reason, I felt hope. I felt hope all the way to the very end. You're the only one. When Allison's header went into the net. You know what, you know what Brother Matt was saying when, when he saw he said to his daughter, my, my niece, when Allison was coming up, he looks over at her and goes, this never works. That's what people said. <laughs> one of the Robbies said the same thing in the NBC yep. studio. They yep. talked about that after the For match. For sure. And it doesn't. It doesn't ever work. It's true. It's it's like the you know when when the goalkeeper in hockey you know leaves the net and the and the team right. then gets an extra skater. It never works. Empty net goals happen more often than not. Like that's just that's just it's just. But but you do what you can to win. When Allison's header went into the net, with everything that has been this season for Liverpool, sure, everything that that goal meant for their chances in fourth place. I am really glad there were no cameras on me in that moment. <laughs> I literally got into my seven-year-old son's face and just started screaming. <laughs> I picked him up. At that moment, Brian, he thought, my dad is nuts. Yeah. <laughs> no, he started screaming back at me. I picked him up in joy, and I ran to the couch, and I jumped onto the couch and landed with both of us on it. I got up off the couch, and I ran back to the TV, and I picked him up again. I mean, I didn't know what to do with myself. I was texting with uh, another Liverpool fan that, I, that uh, I've met this season. We, we've we've bonded this season. He'll be at the Academy, by the way. Awesome. Quick plug at the end Great. for the Academy uh, event uh, this coming Sunday. Uh, he said he ran out of his house and started screaming out in his driveway. Amazing. I mean, I, I did that once. This has been documented on this podcast. It was an amazing moment for Allison as a as a soccer player. Sure, for sure. For Allison as a human being. For, yeah. And for Liverpool as a club. And, uh, and, and I, I appreciate and, you letting me tell that story. If you don't know Allison's story, what he's grinded through this year with some family things and other stuff going on, it was a big deal. And, and he's a good dude. He's, was, he's a really, really good dude. Now, I know I'm a homer. I'm a Liverpool fan. I'm making this list. Of course, Allison's winner is going to be number one. But It should be number one. That's legit one of the best moments of the season. For sure. That, Not saying this was one of the best matches of the season, but this was definitely one of the best moments of the season. Agree completely. All right. Well, let me tell you what I'm going to do with my Game Week 37 lineup. I've already made the move. I had one free transfer. That's all I'm going to make. I actually, for the first time in a while, like my squad again. And so heading into game week 37, I sent Joda out. As I mentioned, I brought Rafinha in. That makes me pretty happy with my squad. I am like this season has tanked a little bit here in the stretch run because I have decided I'm going to ride it out with Bruno, Sala, and Kane. And that hasn't gone well for me. I dare say a lot of top players in FPL probably have left at least one or two of those three guys. But this last game week, it paid off having Salah and Kane, both of them scored. They're currently tied for the Golden Boot, and I can only hope that they will continue to battle it out over two more matches together. So right now, I'm playing the conventional uh, the conventional play. Uh, I, I made the one transfer that I mentioned at the end of my midfield lineup. I've got a 3-5-2. Kane has the C because he's playing at home against Villa. Salah's my vice captain at Burnley. 
We'll see what happens. Brian, I'm going with a 4-5-1. Okay. Henderson in goal. Nat Phillips, Luke Shaw, TAA, and Sufal in my defense. Love those matchups, by the way. Good Love matchups. those matchups. Good matchups this week. Fernandez, Salah, Bale, Willock, Lingard. Okay. In the midfield, Kane as my solo striker with Mendy, Watkins, Iannaccio, and Christensen on the bench. That's how I'm currently am right now. At the moment, Brian, if I wanted to have fun, I should go with Willock as my captain, right? If I want to have fun. Yeah, if you were really, if you if were really interested in having fun at the, these last two weeks, you would captain Joe Willock for sure. Brian, what are you doing? I know well, you don't know, but just well, tell no, me what you I, have. I have, a, I have a defensive mess because I, I don't like, I mean, either goalkeeper. I currently have Guaida and Robert Sanchez, and I would rather not have either of them. I, Guaida didn't play for Palace. This no, week, Jack right? Butlin did. Yeah. Get Jack, Jack Butlin. Butlin yeah, it was, it was, uh, wow. it was honorary goalkeeper day in the Premier League <laughs> at some point. This um, who do we wow. want out there? Uh, we, you go on. <laughs> Wait, you better, you're the goalkeeper coach? Go out there. Anyway. You've been around here for a while. Why don't you go out there? <laughs> Scott Carson's been around for a long time. Yeah, exactly. You got some grays, man. Yeah. Is he uh, like 47? Like legit. Is he like I'm 47? not seriously, maybe. Yeah. Um where's Julian Speroni? Get him back out here. <laughs> um good reference. Yeah. No, I've got so I've got goalkeepers I don't like. I also have uh I have Veltman from Brighton. Not playing. Who's who is done? I have Ricardo Pereira, who I don't trust even mm. a little bit, and not in good matchup anyway. Um, so those are the big holes that need to be filled. And you still have one chip left, right, or two? I still have a triple captain to play because I'm an idiot. Uh, <laughs> the smart play would have been the triple captain Mason one of Green the, yeah, in the in the triple game okay. week, which is right. which was stupid to not do that. But so but yeah, you you lost nineteen points. Well, he played the free hitter or bench boost that week. I can't remember. It, I it bench was... boosted it. It was the dumbest bench boost of all time. It was, I think, a total of two points. <laughs> it was uh, Watkins, El Ghazi. Watkins, negative one. Watkins, negative one. El Ghazi, a total of three. But El Ghazi. Or, or uh, five. Four. No, he was five. El Ghazi ended with a five that week. Um, but I had Robert Sanchez, who was worth one. And uh, there was somebody else. There was, uh, and and I kept Veltman, so I had a zero. Yeah, for but him. El Ghazi's in form. I mean, yeah, should... El Ghazi scored this week. And that's why I said this was the most hilarious. Uh, if I had bench boosted this week, I would have gotten Tyrick Mitchell. Um, uh, El Ghazi scored. Of course, Ollie Watkins got an assist. Everyone that I had last week was very good this yep. week. Yeah. So it's just the way it, it works. Sucks. El Ghazi's last four game weeks, nine, six, five, seven. Yeah, and El Ghazi's back. He's just shooting and shooting. He's taken more shots than any midfielder in the last since he started uh, starting here again. So he's one of those guys, though, that if I had to, if I had to move someone, I can move El Ghazi in the midfield. I don't. Lo- I mean, everyone is moving off of Ianacho for these last two uh, for these last two weeks. Ian, like, what match is bigger this week than Chelsea and Leicester? No match. There isn't a I match mean, that is bigger. I mean, maybe that match and then Le- and then Liverpool on Wednesday. Not because of who they're playing. Right. They're playing at Burnley, but because I mean, right now top four is all that's dramatic about the Premier League. At the very least, it's not true, Scott. Europa matches. Are Europa very Conference dramatic. League. That Europa Conference I'm sorry, League. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> No, so I like 
those are guys like I, if I wanted to move Nacho or right. I have Kai Havertz still. The only good thing that I know is that they're probably both going to start. They'll, yeah. I mean, Iannaccio is, but Havertz will probably for sure. start for Chelsea. So they have to go for it. And um, so I just uh, like I think that's the defensive moves. We said Stuart. I, I don't have Dallas. I don't have Alioski. I was thinking about honestly. I was thinking about just going all uh, Leeds defense. I would love. I might actually I take a go, minus four. Get rid of Christensen and bring in Alia or uh, Dallas. I, I want Dallas if I gotta bring. Something. I was thinking of a minus eight this week to go Melier, either Dallas or um, either Dallas or, or Alioski, yeah, and then to and then to fill the void with one of those other. But I don't really need to do that because yeah. I have Alexander. I have the same defense yeah. that you do otherwise. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so we'll see. Taking a quick look at the FPL America podcast league. Scrolling. Hey, before you do that, can I ask a strategy question? Yeah. Yes. Or do you want to save it for after you do this? No. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Brian. Strategy question. Who do you think of the – Scott, you can answer this. And Dave, you, I'm sure you can weigh in on this. Bigger differential for these last two matches, Sadio Mane or Roberto Firmino? Uh, Firmino now, for now sure. that we Now that we know that Diogo Jota is out – He's done for the rest of these for the last two matches of the season. Uh, Mane assisted the Sala goal, so Mane has got got you a return this week. Both of them are a low percentage. Firmino four point one, Mane six point zero. So technically, Firmino would be the bigger. He's I, the bigger differential by ownership for sure. I'm just saying, like everyone, he had one everyone, good game everyone, you. right? I would everyone, go get Mane if it for me. Okay. If you want to be go for a differential, go for Mane. Firmino had one ridiculous game against United, and but he's been so stone cold since and and before. It's ridiculous. I agree. Mane okay. just had <laughs> luck. I, I agree. With I that. know that, and so the reason well, why Mane I asked, got some kind of return here in this match. Right. That's I mean, what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. He he got you something. His statistically, he's been okay. I know he's been struggling to actually kick the ball into the net. I'm just I'm thinking for everyone who is concerned about Bruno Fernandez, that seems to be a an FPL wide concern going into game week thirty eight, whether or not he's going to be rested going into the Europa United aren't League. playing for anything. Right. They're not playing yeah. for anything. So whether or not he plays in thirty eight, that's the same thing for any of the assets that the Luke Shaw, who they need desperately to do that. Mason Greenwood can just play whatever. Paul Pogba can kind of play whatever in a, in a yeah, way. Yeah, so yeah. the younger guys can kind of do that. So I'm just thinking Sadio Mane seems to be one of those guys that's a bit flying under the that's radar. Interesting. A horrible price. 11.7 is a terrible price for a mm, midfielder. So it call. just seems like a guy that's not really uh, – just doesn't seem very popular as a selection. Just It seems like the kind of guy, though, that could just really – I couldn't could even really, get to him. I know that's exactly it. Could you get to him? Unless I get rid of Salah, I'm not doing that. Right. No one's getting rid of Salah. I'm just saying Sadio Mane has the same matchups that are great, and Mane has at this point though it looks extremely likely that Liverpool are going to be playing some for something in game week 38. It's not the worst idea in the world to no, sell no. Bruno. No, it's for not. Mane yeah. and have and have yeah, Salah and Mane together in the not, midfield. It's not even money. No, I, I get that. 
top scorer in the FPL America Podcast League from Game Week 36, uh, a guy who we've never talked about, Paolo. Nice job. Scored an 80, largely on the back of a triple captain, Mo Salah. Hmm. Paolo, team name Rescue Dogs, used that uh, 80 to move 80? up. 80, that was the number. That was the top score. I was only nine. I, was only, I know. I was I only nine off of that. Paolo moving up to 81st in the league with that top score. Well done, sir. Uh, top three is a lot of the same names. Uh, that's just kind of where we're at in this season. First place is still locked down as Darmok at Vinagra. Daniel holding it down, holding the lead by eight points over Harry Potter Kane. Barrett that's, is in second. Oh third place has been a revolving door. Uh, Michelle is currently in third. You are my sunshine. That's sun with an O. Wow. Michelle, third that. place. No, you I know I love say that. Dave loves that. Yes, I do, much. Michelle. All right, so as we mentioned, uh, Game Week 37 taking place in this midweek. 38 will be this weekend, and then the season is over. The end is near. Our pod hopefully got you ready for those last 20 matches of the season, Dave. Please reach out to us. We'd love to have you uh, have a good time with us this upcoming weekend, this Sunday at the Historic Theater of the Arts here in Lynchburg, Virginia. We would love that uh, if you can't make it. Listen, watch the games. This is one of the greatest moments of the of this season when every match is on at the exact same time. I love the these two hours uh, between eleven and one, eleven a.m. one p.m. Eastern time here. It's a fantastic time. We are going to have a great time. I'm pumped. I'm excited for whoever we're going to see at the event. Not only are we, we going to record. But hopefully, uh, along with the open bar, we won't get too silly, but we're going to have a fantastic time in a fantastic setting that's just going to be great. Just to be clear, cash bar, I know what open bar means, typically. Sure. Cash sure. bar, just it's to be clear. It's not open like you can just walk like up for and free. grab free. Yeah. But for it sure. will be open and available for us it to It will partake. be open. Yes. yes. The cash bar <laughs> will be open. These are one of the details that you'll get when you reach out to us on social media. For sure. Hey, listen, for the FPL America podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.